You're listening to episode 277 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send them an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give them money without giving them money. You can also get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. A link is available on the blog. Warning, exposure to the show and the host may result in the following symptoms. Loud laughter, spoonfuls of legal ease, large quantities of alcohol, reverse turnstiling, party limo pole dancing, rock wall climbing, golden girls references, memory loss, impromptu podcast karaoke, and beer fountains. If you or someone you know has experienced these symptoms, you're welcome. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. The first part of that again is so official, like he's got it word what for a, word. Is I know, perfect. What a perfect <laughs> intro, and then what an epic fucking that was brilliant. Oh, I, Andrew, that was awesome. That was so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, he's so official and polite. I'm like, yeah, you know, where's his own spin? There was the That's spin. Brilliant. There's That's Andrew. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. All right, so it is 360 Vegas Vacation 7 Eve. We are sans Tony. He is, I don't know. I don't know Off doing something doing else. Something, doing How something dare he have a life? I know, right? Bullshit. <laughs> so uh, so you get Karen and I, and... and uh, Thank God there was audio from somebody else. So there technically are three people on this show this week. <laughs> I'll try not to mess it up. Yeah. All right, so we'll start the show. He's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. When Excalibur opened in 1990... It was the largest hotel resort in the world. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. So, okay, is that based on rooms. number of rooms? rooms. Okay, because there's no way Excalibur is bigger than MGM. MGM wasn't built yet. MGM was built after Excalibur? Oh, yeah. That just doesn't seem right to me for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I, granted, that was an era when we hadn't been to Vegas yet, so I don't know, but it just seems to me like MGM... God, they intentionally built it that fucked up? What? That you have to walk through the entire fucking thing to get MGM? anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Kirk Gregorian has always forever, his, Jesus, always forever. His his always MO has always been the forever. largest ever. And you know what's funny? So I was thinking about this the other day. Now that you know we live in Vegas, I get to explore a lot of casinos and You've seen me when I go into a new casino. I just get swept up in it, and I'm I'm trying to understand the flow and what they're going through. You wander. Yeah, it's like, and I uh, find a place to just say, and right. park myself in front of the slot machine. So one of the things I find most fascinating is the concept that casinos were supposed to be labyrinths. Like people really bought into that shit. They don't do it anymore. 
That's not really the MO anymore. Now they, they don't want you to get lost. And to me, it seems so obvious because when I get lost, I don't spend money. I get fucking annoyed. Yeah. Well, that's like my, my first couple of trips to Vegas were for work conferences and we stayed at Caesars. And I fucking hated it. Yeah. I mean, you remember me coming home like, I fucking hate Las Vegas. And number one, it wasn't Las Vegas because I, I never got out of fucking right. Caesars. Yeah. I literally never saw the light of day between the conference and just could not find a fucking door. It, it just, I was aggravated with the whole thing. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like, there's, I, I needed a change of scenery. I needed something else. And when you when you get lost and you can't figure out how to get right. out... It's very aggravating. I mean, I get the no windows. I get not seeing exits. I get I get making the casino look like it's forever, you know, like it never ends. But if I start walking, I better fucking get to a place where I'm looking. Yeah. You know, I whether it's an exit, whether it's a fucking bathroom. Well, I guess the bathrooms aren't that hard, but like restrooms. Well, some your, of them they are. Or your, or your, your hotel room. Like getting lost is not fun. No. Like no. Uh, if anything, it just ruins the experience. So I'm really glad that... They evolved and and don't do that bullshit anymore. But to your point, yeah, Caesars. Although it's not Caesars' fault in the sense that they just kept adding on, and that's why it's a labyrinth. MGM has no excuse because they built it intentionally that way. Well, but even so, I I do think there's a difference between Caesars and MGM. I don't like either one of them, but I think MGM seems much more wide open and and just sort of curves around, and you're like, my God, this goes on forever. Caesars is, is choppy, exactly, but you yeah. can't figure out how to get from point A to point B and the signage sucks and everything else. So they're, they're a different kind of going on forever, but they both go yeah. on forever. Yeah, it's not an enjoyable experience. No, no, it isn't. All right, let's move on to the Twit Pick of the Week. How do you make Vegas even more iconic? Build a state-of-the-art giant fucking stadium just off the strip. That's how. This week's winner, brought to you by at Rick Valletta is an aerial view of the progress at Las Vegas Raiders Stadium, being built diagonally south from Mandalay Bay on the other side of I-15. One of the largest construction projects not centered around a casino in Vegas history, it promises to offer epic views of the Strip for both those in attendance and watching on TV. Good luck finding parking. <laughs> That's the one thing you see when you look at that going, where's the parking? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually really excited that this one, because I, I actually saw this picture and was like, hey, hey, look at this, look at this. <laughs> um, it just, I didn't even realize it was that close, and I think there were a couple other comments on the picture afterwards, like how close it is to the strip. Yeah. So I... A, a lot of people don't realize it's it's really that close. Yeah. You're going to see it from the strip, and from the stadium, you'll see the strip. And we realize it because, you know, anytime we have to drive through the traffic construction on I-15, it's like a disaster because they're expanding it yeah, that is the to one accommodate thing. For it. Yeah, that's the one thing I will reassure people uh, who have been here uh, in a car and thought this city's not ready for it. They're working their fucking asses off to yes, get ready for it. <laughs> yes, they are. And All the roads that, and not just this one, the roads that would then lead to other major highways it, where they understand anything be coming more into what they call the spaghetti bowl, kind of on the north end of the yeah. strip, and then down I-15, which is going to run along where this is, yeah. is all under construction. It's all being expanded. Yeah, it's wild. So it's it's going to be huge. And it, which, and again, it, all those cars coming in, where are they going to park? Right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping they come up with a really sweet, tall-as-fuck parking garage <laughs> because, because you oh get the God. impression they're only going to leave so much room, like, 
like what they have for Cromwell for parking. And they're just going to have to make like the tallest parking garage in history. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm envisioning the lines getting in and out of that parking garage. Like people trying to back trying out. Trying to get out. Yeah, and people never. like, nope, fuck yep. it. Not, not letting it happen. <laughs> nope, not doing it. Right. Oh, my God. They need to put in like a, a Disney-esque parking garage. Maybe they'll put it underground. It'll just be like, boom, a giant underground one. Although they're at, they already started working on the area. Yeah, so, yeah, it's I too late. So. I don't think so. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. That's my best tone impression. <laughs> All right, we have some last-minute 360 Vegas Vacation 7 itinerary changes. Starting off, the noon meetup at the Speakeasy at Mob Bar will be relocated to Banger Brewery. Once they learned that some of us in attendance were members of what they call new media, they suddenly became all cunty. So what? fuck them. Yes, it's a whole thing. Well, you're going to show up and trying to generate content and you know, no ca- no professional cameras. We're like, just never mind. Never mind. We're not, first of all. We wanted to bring how many people into their bar yeah. in the middle of a day on a fucking, what, was not it Not the middle of a day. It's the second they open. On a Monday. Yeah, on a, on a and Monday. Is it they, Monday or something? Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, it's on Monday. a Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. And they, they're giving us shit? It's, uh, we, uh, podcasts <sighs> and blogs have now become officially... Ma- Thank you, President Trump, for making Twitter, blogs, and, oh, and podcasts God. real... Oh, God. Another thing to blame Real considerable... I mean, I, that's actually the first thing I think you can you can really do, like a thanks, Trump. Oh, well, yeah, I, with it, Twitter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... it's oh my God, it, is he the reason they expanded it to 240 characters? No, I don't think. That happened before he got in there. But, they um, need to shorten his back up. <laughs> but, Sorry. but no, Sorry. it's it's become a, a whole... It's it's silly. It's silly. And the thing that irritates me is yeah, we weren't coming there for content. You know, we weren't like... No, we were going we're to hang out. not reviewing your place. We were like, oh, hey, let's check this cool place because out. Because we love the Mob Museum. And then you made it uncool by doing these things. So go fuck yourself. It's another example of why I don't work with properties anymore. Yeah. Tony deals with all this shit and... We, we, he, he was excited about this, you know, and there was... He was even working with them, and they still turned into assholes? Because Tony uh, can normally I don't want to get into all the details, okay. but yes. this is how bad they were. Traditionally, I'm the guy that pulls the plug on it, right? Yeah. Tony uh, pulled the plug? Yes, Tony was like, fuck oh, this. Oh, my and God. Because I, I told him... Uh, what I told him, man behind the curtain, uh, if you're listening, mob bars or speakeasy, whatever the fuck you are. So we... I, I My recommendation was tell them we're not coming, and then we'll just fucking come anyways. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. And Tony was like, you know what? It's... Just the way that they, they ruin this. They ruin this being fun. I'm like, listen, I scheduled this for you. This is something you wanted to do. I go, so... It was be- on Tony's bucket list. Well, because Tony said, he goes, listen, he goes, you're the boss. I'm going to follow your lead. And I'm like, no, no, no. We put this on here for you. So I'm going to follow your fucking lead. If you want to tell them, go fuck themselves, then fine. Which is and of honestly... Course, of course, he didn't do it the way I would have done it. He well, did it yeah. very diplomatically and did. very lawyerly. But I knew the, the underlying meaning behind it. Honestly, it speaks volumes that Tony was the one that pulled well, the plug yeah, on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm disappointed because I do want to check this place out. I think it's going to be cool. And I agree, but this is why I don't tell people I that, you know, I do a podcast. This is why I don't tell people why I'm taking pictures of shit. This is why I don't tell people fucking anything anymore. Because, honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just somebody trying to enjoy fucking Vegas. It just so happens to be that I do these other things that you somehow think is fucking important. I just find it amusing. 
You ruin, uh, like, you ruin this. Anyways, and the last thing, we are adding the Bourbon and Branch podcast to the 360 Vegas family meet and greet at Ellis Island. Not because they have graciously offered to host the 360 Whiskey Lounge event, <laughs> but because I recently learned they existed. I blame Tony. <laughs> and in all fairness, this is because you don't, honestly, neither one of us listen to podcasts on a regular basis. So it, it just... Well, yeah, I've, I've said it before. It, I don't... First of all, when you work on Vegas content as much as I do, you, you got to take a break. And recreationally, listening to other people talk about what you've been reading and researching isn't... It's not, well, it's not and theirs isn't about Vegas, but... But, and then on top of that, I don't listen to other shows because... I you've don't got have enough in your anymore. head. Well, yeah, and you've got enough stuff in your head right now that you're dealing with. But yeah, you're not in a car or driving. Or yeah, and I realize that's when I love to listen to talk radio, and then that transition into podcasts because podcasts are way better than talk radio. Yeah, but no, I'm super excited that they were added too. I mean, they're if you haven't the met, second he mentioned it, he you're like, like, oh he was yeah, like, oh yeah, they right. do the Bourbon and Branch. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> why aren't they? They're they're in the family now. <laughs> of course they are. So awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's like a week away. Right? Yeah. Okay. Next up, I love the 90s, The Vegas Show. Paris Las Vegas announced a new residency starting October 12th. It's called I Love the 90s, The Vegas Show, and will feature a collection of rotating headliners from the era, including Salt and Peppa, Rob Bass, All for One, Envo, Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray. That, I hate when, when stuff like that happens. So what, it's not Sugar Ray, it's just Mark McGrath? Well, I have to believe that, because why else would they say that? Why wouldn't yeah. they have just said Sugar Ray? The rest Kid of his band was sick enough of him. They're like, fuck, we ain't playing with him anymore. <laughs> he went to Access Hollywood, and they're like, dude, you sold out. <laughs> <laughs> He's done a lot of shit on his own. Uh, Kid and Play, and Drew Hill, to name a few. Wow. This residency is a spinoff of the touring act that has featured Vanilla Ice, Coolio, Tone Lope, TLC... Naughty by Nature, CNC Music Factory, and Color Me Bad. No word if any of those acts will eventually be featured in the Vegas production. Shows currently run through April of 2019. However, details on who will be performing only run through December. Tickets went on Friday today, August 24th. They went on? Yeah, they went on sale. Okay, you just said they went on. Oh, is that what I said? You completely lost Yeah, the they sale. went on sale. <laughs> they went on today. <laughs> Yeah, they went on sale today. The tickets are parading across the stage. We're on. <laughs> the tickets start at $70. You know, it's funny. We just had a conversation about something similar to this the other day. This is my wheelhouse. This is my high school experience right here. Oh, yeah. I read this and Hardcore. thought you and Christina, like, immediately. Hardcore. In an exact polar opposite, there were two documentary type things that came out on Netflix in the last couple of weeks that were behind the scenes of of, uh, of bands. And bands that, that I, I like. One of them was Noel Gallagher, and the other one was TLC. And I watched the Noel Gallagher, and it was awesome, and he performed some live songs, and it was really cool. And the other one was TLC, and I couldn't last five minutes through it because it was crystal fucking clear that they were lip-syncing going through. And they may have recorded it live, but it's one of... And, and first of all, I could be wrong. I don't know for 100% well, that so they were lip-syncing. But here's the thing about rock concerts and my experience with R&B and hip-hop concerts. And pop. Is that if it sounds so good, so like almost perfect, it's fake. Whereas with a band, I don't know what it is. But live, you know in a second it's them singing. And they sound not exactly the same, 
but exactly the same. Yeah. You know, it, it's the, it's it's if you put them in front of a mic, hit record, and they started singing. And what you hear on the album is take four or five, like, ah, oh, I don't like that. Let's do it like this, or let's do it like that. But you're like, this is fucking amazing. And yeah. I just question it the whole time, like, this is bullshit. So, so a couple thoughts. One, um, I agree with you that in our experience, R&B, hip-hop, pop, pop artists are heavily backtracked. They're much more focused on the show and the performance than they are the music, and we actually like hearing the music, so we do tend to now like rock concerts like we're going to tonight. Oh, not tonight. It's tomorrow. Oh, shit, I thought it was tonight. Cool, we get to go to bed early. But secondly... I would think for TLC... We're going to Hailstorm at the Fremont Street Experience for free. I know, I'm so excited. Suck it. I know. (laughs) Locals. Secondly, for TLC specifically, I would think they would have to be backtracked because they no longer have left eye. Yeah, I get that. To some extent. And that's fair, but like, and and I'll credit NSYNC for this because NSYNC was the first pop boy band that when they started singing, you knew... For a fact, they were singing because they're dancing and everything. You can hear their voice yeah, jumping. And they can hear them. And I'll even breath. give credit to New Kids on the Block because we saw them live. Same thing. The second they started singing, you're like, well, that's totally them singing. That is 100% well, New Kids them now, singing. But probably not back in the day. Oh, true. But True. New Kids now, yeah, they, they do sing. So, like. which further, as far as I'm concerned, further confirms that their shit's lip synced as fuck because the fact that two pop bands, I mean, I've only seen InSync on TV, but it was still obvious that they were doing it. <laughs> But when we saw New Kids on the Block live, it was fucking clear. Oh, yeah, they were singing. That it was them singing. It wasn't backtracked. It was them singing. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so you are all full of shit. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to, I'm not going to give you money to live. Right. So, but the other thing that I thought was interesting when you look at the two lineups, the touring show definitely seems to be the A list of the <laughs> 90s group and the artists they announced, although they all, all great the- and fun. All these guys had to have at least two hits. Although, let's be honest, Salt and Pepper were fucking gigantic throughout yeah, the '90s. Salt and Pepper is like the the star of the. And all that for lineup. one had like one good song on. No, I they just, had a couple. No, you know what? Well, that's, that's so, not but here's fair. the funny that's thing. So, Salt and Pepper have have recently been out again, and En Vogue reformed. Yeah. But actually, they were out. They were fucking huge. Oh, they were huge. But even Salt and Pepper and En Vogue did a. Even though I was just ripping on them. Joint. Um, concert, I forget what show it was, but they came out and sang together because they're both yeah. out and trying to do their thing again. So, those don't surprise me. Um, Kid and Play, Drew yeah, Hill, all of the... Put them off mic, you drive me insane. But it was an um, so you're going to cut it anyway. Because I was looking down to see this. <laughs> well played. See? <laughs> I know. I can do um down here because it'll be easier for you to cut it versus if I go right here. So, and I, I don't mean to... I think it's great that there's the show and they've got all these different artists and they'll come out and sing their big hits. I think that would be a fun thing to go do. Yeah. But it, it was funny when you kind of looked at the difference between the two lists. You're like, I disagree with you. The more and more I look at it, I, I completely disagree with you. I mean, Drew Hill had had several big songs, All for One. Yeah, but Coolio, Tone Loke, TLC, Naughty by Nature, CNC Music Factory. I mean, come on, that's where one TLC is. TLC yeah. and En Vogue are similar to one another, and Naughty by Nature. I mean, I would say Salt and Pepper is the biggest name on that entire, on all of those acts. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, wait a minute, never mind. TLC, I forgot about TLC. No. So they're the second biggest. Anyway. Yeah. All right, next up, let's talk about the Lego Vegas release. 
Originally slated for release in January of this year as part of their ongoing architecture series, it was finally announced that LEGO Vegas will be released for sale September 1st. The project was delayed after a pair of negative events involving two featured properties, Mandalay Bay and Wynn, occurred. Those events caused LEGO to decide to replace one of the properties and reinforce which of the two near-identical buildings was being showcased in the collection. Originally reported to be Wynn, the property featured has been clarified to be Encore. In truth, if you look closely at the original packaging, and I'm, I will be one of the first ones to say that I also made this mistake too, you'll see the building was always curved away from the strip like Encore does, not towards it like Wynn does. In Mandalay Bay's case, it was replaced by Bellagio, literally just replaced, in an attempt to save money, Lego didn't readjust the order the properties are displayed in, which means the strip is no longer accurately represented in order from left to right like they are in real life south to north. Bellagio is situated to the left of Luxor or further south instead of to its right. As stated earlier, the revised version of Lego Vegas is slated for release September 1st. Did I say that earlier? Yeah, I did. <laughs> no word how much the set will cost. To be clear, it will be the Las Vegas sign, Bellagio, Luxor, Encore, Stratosphere, and the Fremont Street Experience. So do you have yours pre-ordered yet? No, I don't know if I want it. Really? Yeah, I've gotten less tchotchke as I've gotten older. Well, um, and that would be a cute thing that I'd be like, look, I built it! Now, what am I going to do with this? Put it in a box. Right. <laughs> it fit on top of the. And then it'll get all dusty. That's the problem that I got. Like you got to get like a glass kit, and then you got to clean it. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> I probably will buy it, put it together, and then give it away to charity or something. Probably. Yeah. All right. Next up, Uber Express expands to Vegas. Uber Express Pool is a new service from the ride-sharing company that offers a transportation option similar to that of a bus to those interested in saving a few dollars. Actually, interested in saving about half. You would still use the app to identify your destination of choice, but if you select Uber Express Pool, the app will give you walking instructions to pick up locations, as well as walking instructions to your final destination after you're dropped off. Currently, the pickup locations do not exist at the airport or on the strip. However, both are options as drop-off points. Hmm. Yeah, the original Uber Pool wasn't for us, but... Oh, no, even just, yeah, Uber pool. I'm like, I'm not, it's bad enough I'm getting in a stranger's car. I'm not doing it then with other strangers in the vehicle but, with me. Yeah, but Scott made a great fucking point the other night when he was talking about, like, it's so, Uber is so cheap that it's almost worth not owning a car because you're basically, for the amount of time that you're traveling in this vehicle yeah. to do these things, it's basically what it would cost you to get insurance, to well, pay for gas and upkeep on a vehicle. It depends on how often you use it. If you're I, using I it daily, yeah, you're right. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, but if, if you're you living use in a city, oh, yeah. Oh, well, with, and, yeah. and in a city, you've got parking on top of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think for us, we've talked about it before that, you know, Ubering down to like the strip, if we both both want to have a couple drinks, makes complete and total sense. Well, and it's not much more different than going from the airport to Fremont Street. The right. price isn't that much different. No, and you don't have to pay for parking. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about you know DUIs and all the other fun right. stuff. So, exactly. And we've actually done this before. If one of us is ready to go home before the other, it's like, that's fine. I'll yeah. send your ass home and I'll stay or vice versa. Yeah. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. So if you're only using it eh, once a weekend or something, yeah, it definitely would... would be cheaper than owning a vehicle and 
paying for gas and insurance and maintenance and all that stuff. But yeah, the the whole pool thing. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. No. But good for them, and the company keeps expanding. Yes, they do. We love Uber Eats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although their their restaurant choices have been limited, Bite Squad tends to have. Well, it's because they're all competing right now. Well, they know. are, yeah. But it's been interesting when you're like, well, I don't see that restaurant at Uber Eats. Ooh, there it is on Bite Squad. Yeah, it's Ooh, crazy. there it is on Grubhub. It's crazy in Vegas. There's like four of them competing like fucking crazy. And you literally do have all these apps where I go, well, it's not on Uber Eats. It's, oh, oh, it's on Grubhub. Oh, oh, let's get it from Grubhub. Right, yeah. exactly. I want that, and I don't want to go get it. Basically, so yeah. Bring it to me. Next up, CG Technology Settlement Rejected. For the third time in four years, CG Technology, the company that runs the sports books for several casinos in Vegas, including Tropicana, Cosmopolitan, and Venetian Palazzo, has been accused of gaming violations. This time, they are accused of taking wagers from outside of the state, taking bets after an event has concluded, and making incorrect payouts to bettors. CG Technology's offer to pay a $250,000 fine for the violations was rejected by the Nevada Gaming Commission this week, citing that didn't even cover the cost of the investigation into the accusations against the company. CG Technology has 30 days to respond. Considering the gaming operator's pattern of violations, the committee is considering gaming license revocation. You know, so I read this and I thought, really, they thought a settlement of $250,000 was gonna cover this? I, I don't said the even investigation know. costs like 1.5. Well, and that's if you're accused of taking wagers from outside the state after an event has been concluded and paying people incorrectly, how do you think $250,000 is going to cover that? Yeah. Like, it, it's not even like restitution for clearing all this shit up. I know, I know the gaming industry, the biggest fine they've ever levied is $3 million, and that was back in 84, 85 against the Stardust, so you, you've got inflation or whatever. But I honestly feel like you need to find people. Like, this is a really exclusive club. You have to, this, it's not easy to get these fucking licenses. So to me, like, Except you should, now you can gamble in every state. Is that you so. should get a fine that significantly impacts oh, yeah. your bottom line for daring to fuck around and do shit like this. Well, and obviously, if this is the third time in four years that they've been cited for violations, yeah. they don't give a shit. Right. So, yep. in my mind, and, and the other funny thing I, I thought about this is that they have 30 days to respond. What the hell are they going to respond to? My guess they is... They put an offer on the table and the Gaming Commission said, uh, no. My guess is they're, that they're looking, the Gaming Commission is looking for a larger voluntary fine. You know what you did. Own up to it, yeah. basically, is what they I still saying. think that's silly. To me, I, I prefer the, the swift hand of justice. I would rather the gaming say, we're fining you this. Yeah. We don't care if you like it. We're fining well, you yeah. this. Well, yeah. And they, I mean, they have the right to do that, especially when they're considering revoking the license, given the number of times that they've yeah. done this. The article, I left a lot of it out, but the article, they were, the commission's pretty fucking surly well, over this. Well, should be. Yeah. And the fact that they came in, quite honestly, with only two hundred fifty thousand, I know, doesn't it seem like, like a, slap, a real like, smug, oh, douchey we're sorry. thing? Like, like kind of like go. when some rich kid gets arrested, and he's like, "My dad's gonna fucking bail me out. And you guys are gonna get in trouble." Like, fuck you. Except this is like, yeah, okay, right. You're mad. I got cited. Fine. Here's some chump change. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Ugh. Assholes. All right, and then we have some 360 FHE. First-hand experience, Karen. I know. This week's first-hand experience, I went out and visited several of the locations used in the movie Casino for future 360 Vegas POV episodes. 
Some, the actual locations where the real events happened to Tony Spilatro, like the Gold Rush Jewelry Store, Tony Roma's Marie Claire parking lot where Lefty's car bombing happened. And I tried to visit the real home of Lefty Rosenthal. However, that is a gated community, and I am not nearly as brazen as uh, our friend Vital Vegas. But I did think about jumping the gate, but I also <laughs> thought about going to prison. <laughs> and, and ultimately, the fear of going to prison. Probably just jail for trespassing. Yeah, either way, I'm not interested. <laughs> Some were places where scenes from the movie were filmed, like Ace's house. Couldn't believe I had access to that. <laughs> the restaurant where Ace catches Ginger and her ex-boyfriend, played by James Woods. The bank where Ace kept the bribe cash that only Ginger had access to, and a few others too obscure to reference out of context. Two fun factoids. Gold Rush Jewelry Store at 228 Sahara, about a mile west of the property best known as Sahara, no longer exists. That is to say the address no longer exists. A building exists on the land the jewelry store used to, but its address is 300 Sahara, and you probably know it as the defunct Lucky Dragon Hotel and Casino. And the building that stood in as the Valley National Bank in the movie, located at 3650 South Decatur Boulevard, is now Bloom, a medical marijuana dispensary. <laughs> Which, I have to tell you, when I was taking pictures, I, there were two people that, that had, had come up you know, to, to get their stuff, and I don't know if there's different rules with it being a medical place or whatever, but there was like an armed guard there. Maybe there's just an armed guard because it's a cash business. But Even the medical stuff is cash? Yeah. It's still, I knew the recreational stuff was cash. As far as I know. As far as I know. But I, if I it's medical, doesn't insurance cover it? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I was taking pictures, and I got kind of self-conscious about like I didn't want people to think like I'm taking pictures of you going into this place because you're taking marijuana and I'm gonna tell on you and I'm like just go inside once you're inside I'll take pictures just go and so I'll just <laughs> hold my camera and just go just, just go inside <laughs> I'll take pictures later <laughs> you're making everybody nervous right <laughs> two weeks ago we shared the news that the partnership between the W Resort Group and the property currently known as SLS had come to an end In last week's FHE, we reported that despite that news, the W sign was still prominently featured on top of SLS Smarky signage. This week, it's been removed. (laughs) Just because you said so. You said something about it. I don't know know if it's me or or (laughs) it's not. Scott Scott made the point of saying, like, this whole thing happened pretty abruptly. So my guess is I just happened to luckily get there in transit. Like, they're like, call the crane. Well, we can't be out here until Monday. And I just showed up on Sunday. <laughs> You're still here. Right. God damn it, we said. Get it down. Right. Over the last two weeks, we reported the opening of the new downtown Las Vegas signage just north of Stratosphere on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Main Street. Last week, we shared how underwhelming it looked from the street. However, this week, we checked it out and are happy to report that it is far more interesting up close However, the area is still pretty shady. Yeah, for the record. And uneventful. We saw it last week. This week, you saw it. Uh, How many times do I have to say this? I say we because if I say I, with all the things that I did, 
I will sound like a narcissistic <laughs> egomaniac. That's fine, but every so often I feel like I need to qualify. <laughs> right. I am still unimpressed with it, and I have no desire to go back and see it again. Yeah, it's, it, it's fair. It's fair. It's not the law. It's not the fabulous the, or welcome the fabulous Las Vegas sign. Nope. And, and to be honest with you, if that wasn't there, no one would ever head down that way either, because nope. there's nothing interesting down there. And it's not even the the signs that they've you know redone and put down on Fremont. Like there's. It, yeah, it's a brand new, brand new sign. Yeah. The only, I, actually, the the coolest thing about it is the ground that they have. They have a painted dice it, and chips, right? Yeah. Well, well, they have they have like sitting area chips and dice, and then they've also got the ground looks like a, part of it looks like a, a craps table, and the other part of it looks like a roulette table. Hmm. Um, they, that was really the coolest part. But I mean, it's yeah, yeah, could be better, could be worse. Yeah. yeah. Last week, we shared how forgettable the new Park MGM marquee is and used the new Palm signage as a basis of comparison. This week, we went to Palms to grab pictures of their new marquee as well as progress on their renovations, the most visible of which is the new pool area they are constructing east of the hotel towers, still very much a project in development. Unfortunately, the renovations inside don't look much different than they did after their last renovation a few years ago, except the giant shark cut into thirds and displayed in formaldehyde at the unknown bar is way less cool in person and infinitely more creepy and what the fuck is this and why is it here and to be fair i didn't think it was cool before but it it was really uncool so let me ask a question so obviously the the shark is cut into thirds if you if you look at the glass in between you can see the insides yep it's yeah. supposed to all be 100% real shark cut into thirds and perfectly preserved. And isn't it a great white? I think so, yeah. Which, I thought they were in danger. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I still I've seen a picture of it, and I thought, why? Yeah, I didn't but... understand it. Like, I don't, like, and, and I don't mean creepy in the sense, like, a lot of people say, like, the bodies exhibit is creepy. Like, that's kind of creepy, cool. These people donated themselves to art or science or whatever, and you're like, wow, it's really kind of fucked up, cool thing that you did this here. But this, I know that shark didn't volunteer for this, and uh, <laughs> on, on top of that, I the shark didn't volunteer. Yeah, like like he like he's dying. The shark was like, ooh ooh, me, yeah. I hate these assholes. He, Get me out of here. Yeah, he has like terminal <laughs> shark cancer or something. And like it, somebody said, I want you to freeze my head after yeah, I'm like, dead. It's like, oh my god, you know what my dream would be is if you would just, I I'd love to be cut into thirds and and. Put in a in a oh bar lounge formaldehyde. That's hilarious. <laughs> Shark didn't volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> However, the work Station Casinos has done to Palace Station is remarkable. While the marquee signage is less than memorable, the interior is unrecognizable from its former incarnation. It is really impressive. I know you don't recall it at all the nope. one time that we went, so it'll it'll be lost on you. But anybody who has gone there before, it was your typical shitty locals place, kind of like Gold Coast, kind of uh, uh, just rundown. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's old. It's you know it does what it does, and bingo yeah. and smoke and it's old. And no, it's pretty fucking cool now. They did a really good job with it. It reminds me of basically any new hotel casino built from the ground up in a locals market where they tend to use a lot of newer modern uh, materials Aesthetics, that's yeah. that's what it that's what it reminds me of and it's got a bit of a classic feel to it they did a really good job of juxtaposing those two it's, I, I was a big fan i was really impressed and it was a last minute thing i was heading down to the gold rush jewelry store to take pictures i'm like oh fuck i haven't stopped at palace in a while let's take this thing you know let's take a look at this and what i was thinking is the idea came to me 
to, oh, you know what? I'm gonna uh, today. I'm also gonna stop off at Palms, take a picture of that because we were making fun of the the MJ. I'm like, oh, you know who's got another one that's disappointing? Oh, I'm gonna uh, Palace Station. I'm gonna take a picture of that one. That'll be bummer. And and even as I pulled in, I'm like. The sign's not impressive, but this frontage is interesting. <laughs> and inside is So nice. it did its job and it pulled you in, huh? Well done. And lastly, we made sure to grab pics of the new Mecca-esque signage being installed at the Walgreens north of SLS, as well as the new Mint Gambling Parlor in the Strip Mall west of Lucky Dragon, utilizing a similar version of the iconic Mint signage in a teal blue. Although I didn't step inside, and I feel I'm going to have to make a point to do that this week. I'm sure you will. Although I'm sure it's it's not going to be much of anything. And one of, one of the reasons why it hasn't really captured my imagination is part of the things that I love about marquees and signage is just how large they are. And this is a, a large, like, regular strip mall marquee. And like, this isn't overwhelmingly large. It isn't like, whoa. You're like, oh, there's a sign. And it's also, you know, the wrong color of the original mint. Yeah, it's not it's not screaming pink, and, right. it, and it, I, although I haven't seen it at night, I don't know if it chases the same way. That'd be really cool if it chases the same way. Which I have to admit, I, so you've gotten some new artwork um, that shows the original mint. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you'd show me pictures before, and I never really thought about it. But as soon as you show me a picture, I'm like, it's fucking pink. <laughs> like, it's the mint. Everything about the mint says green. Like, why right. would it be pink? I know, right. <laughs> Which the new one is green. Teal. The new building, yeah. yeah. The new building is, is it's a green color. Well, the so sign, not the building. The building's in a strip mall. Right, but it's just like to me that it does make more sense. sense. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I just honestly, when I saw the painting, I was like, why is it pink? <laughs> I don't know, but that whole swooping signage, oh, it's <laughs> magical. I yeah, it's an obsession of yours. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so that's gonna do it for news. Let's move into prop bets. I didn't even intentionally do this. Oh, but I, I saw it. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, so excited, Bizarre Foods' Andrew Zimmern is once again featuring Las Vegas restaurants in his show. The season premiere of Delicious Destinations on the Travel Channel included segments about the buffet at Bellagio, Heritage Steak at Mirage, and more, including Joel Robichon's restaurants, which I think that's crazy. Well, and it's funny because I, so I'm, I'm sure you, you know, tease me about this before. I love him and his shows and they're great. I hate it. So I DVR'd it. And when it came up and the first one, I saw there were two, it was Las Vegas. And I forget what the second one was. And I was like, well, this has got to be repeats because I've already seen him do Las Vegas. No, this was a new one. So I deleted the second episode in the series because I thought it was a repeat. And I'm like, well, I got to keep the Vegas one. And then I'm watching it going, I have not seen this one before. And I love that it was Heritage Steak. It was Joe Robichon. Although I think I've got bad news for you. It was a two-parter. No, it wasn't. It is, according to the article. So I think you deleted part two of it. No, because part two is a different city. I don't remember which one it was, but it wasn't Vegas. Did they review at least six restaurants in the episode you saw? They did... One, two, three, four. I mentioned five. There should be six. Okay, well, it, the one that I deleted was not a Vegas thing. It was another city. It was titled Another City completely because I would not have deleted it. But Vegas is reporting. Oh, the reason why I don't like Andrew Zimmern is he, <laughs> he, like, he will talk about things that have a very distinct poopy taste to them or like. And but that was his original Bizarre Food series. I don't he's now care. done the Zimmern list. He eats he's disgusting things. Uh, like, to me, he's a sideshow who's like, 
I can fucking eat anything. And you're like, wow, that's 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 how cool. he got famous. And then, that's and not then, what he's doing and now. Then, and then he'll be like, oh, that's so good. But like, you were such a fucking liar. It is, there's no way that's good. And then later he'll be like, well, it wasn't good, but I didn't want to say that to them because like, they can't speak English. They don't know what the fuck you're saying. Yeah, but the translator does. Whatever. He is not. <laughs> but I, I, I faux hate him, not like you know, Gordon Ramsay, who I actually hate. Actually, you know, I, well, and, and on top of that, even ahead of that, is fucking Guy Fiero or Fieri or whatever the fuck. I hate him. Who's not a chef. I hate him He most is of all. not a chef. No, and he's he just has, a giant douche with bleached fucking facial He's a personality yeah, he's who a started the whole... Monster ass yeah, hat. I have no... And then supposedly he's got a chicken place coming down here, which I'm like, fuck no. Vital Vegas is reporting that Aquinox and Public House at Venetian are scheduled to close at the property sometime in the near semi-future. Or the semi-near future. <laughs> While neither has Sem- been- What's a semi-future? I don't know. <laughs> it's a kind of future? Not really a future. While neither has been officially announced, sources say Aquinox will close after a January 2019 convention. No word on the time frame for Public House. The RJ reports that the 2019 Aerosmith residency at the Park Theater, celebrating the band's 50th anniversary, will not have any back-to-back shows during the residency. Yeah, no shit, they're, they're all 70. <laughs> they need a day to recuperate. That's right. <laughs> Cafe Bellagio closed over the weekend to make room for Satellites or Sadels? Sadelies? Sadelies? I don't know. All-day Jewish Delery and Bakery. Delery? Delery? <laughs> <laughs> You see what you've done? <laughs> Me? Not you, them. Okay. <laughs> you get homework on their stupid fucking name. Said the guy whose last name has fucking nine consonants in it. <laughs> that don't go together. Right. Uh, the name of that place, whatever the fuck it is, Satellites. Sadelis. No, I'm saying Satellites. Is expected <laughs> to open in the space overlooking the Bellagio Conservatory in December. Capriani announced that they are that they plan to open is their... Cipriani? Mm-hmm. Oh, probably. <laughs> Capriati's That's what here. I had stuck in my yeah, head they have a sandwich a real, shop. They have a really nice gourmet uh, like sandwich shop around it's here called Capriati's. It's really good. Check it out if yeah. you get a chance. I think it started in New Jersey or Philly, one of the two. I don't know, it's, but it's good. Yeah, it's based out here now and yummy. Yeah. Cipriani announced that they plan to open their restaurant at Wynn Plaza in October of this year. The dining establishment will feature Japanese and European cuisine, which seems like an odd combination. It does seem to be the trend, though. It's very specifically in Vegas. Well, our, our experience has been in Vegas, where they do a lot of fusion stuff. A woman is suing Caesar's Palace and the company they hired to operate drones at the property's 4th of July celebration after the drone crashed into her eye, causing cuts deep enough that they required stitches and damaged her vision in that eye. The suit claims the drone operator violated federal regulations that say you cannot operate a drone after dark or over a crowd of people. It's just funny the spell check has to replace that to drown in every situation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I'm I, I may have going. done it. I may have done it, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> drone is D-R-O-N-E, and yeah. what it says is D-R-O-W-N. Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah. Seattle restaurateur Tom Douglas has partnered with Nordstrom's at the Fashion Show Mall to open a Janine's. Janine's, I thought. Janine's? I'm guessing. Janine's. 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 (laughs) 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 
a broker. <laughs> I'll save her from this. <laughs> They're going to be open at Genes inside the department stores, the space formerly home to the Marketplace Cafe. This is a new concept, Douglas, and therefore the feature cuisine is currently unknown. However, with a $2 million construction budget, the restaurant is scheduled to open this fall. <laughs> She's going to need more time, folks. <laughs> As Mandarin Oriental at City Center progresses towards becoming a Waldorf Astoria, a few dining changes have been rebranded at the property. Mozen Bistro will now be known as Zen Kitchen, and Manor Bar is now Sky Bar. <laughs> August 29th is when Mandarin Oriental is projected to officially become a Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> what is it specifically? Like, <laughs> I don't often break her like this. This is really good. <laughs> El Cortez has installed comp drink monitoring systems at their casino bars. Vital Vegas <laughs> reports that while patronage is down 50%, revenue has not suffered because seats are now available for people who actually want to play at the bar. <laughs> I fully bought into this, this concept. I know you're not really going to be able to comment on this. <laughs> but I fully bought into this only if... As Tony has preached so many times, now there are finally seats for people who want to play as opposed to people who just squat and try to get comp drinks and not do anything at all. <laughs> no, you gotta reel it in, champ. You gotta be a professional. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what this show is famous for. <laughs> Barry Manilow has extended his residency at Westgate until 2019. Tickets for shows through February are on sale now. Fries and Pies, the poutine and pizza restaurant located on the corner of Paradise Road and Harmon Avenue near Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the space formerly occupied by Papaya King is now open. <laughs> she made me redirect this. It was confirmed this week that the operators of the Fright Dome at Circus Circus Adventure Dome will not open in 2018. Vital Vegas reports the reason to be a strained relationship between the operators of the haunted attraction and the property, who are considering running their own haunted attraction this year. Frank Marino, the producer of Diva's Live Female Impersonator Show, that abruptly closed at length this year after accusations of mishandled funds for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, declared that he will not return to performing in 2018. Well, he clarified he didn't declare it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not coming back this year. <laughs> like, all right, Frank, shut the fuck up. No Sorry. one, you didn't need to yell he, it. He would have done it in a, in, in a doesn't then, he do a Joan Rivers? Yeah, Joan Rivers. He would have done it with a flair. Marino said he is using the time off to reinvent the show for a return as early as spring of 2019. The NGC has yet to include its investigation into the matter. Yeah, sorry, to conclude. <laughs> That's my bad. Oh, yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. Sorry, I was just focusing on reading what was on the page. <laughs> right. <laughs> One at a time. All right, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. So we have some 
audio listener feedback. Robin from Connecticut sends, quote, congrats from New England. Hi, Mark and Karen and Tony. This is Robin from Connecticut from Anytime Gambling. We met briefly at the uh, Lounge in Luxor with the overlap of uh, 360 Vegas and Zorkfest. I hope you enjoyed the cigar with Tony. And I'm just calling to say that I am very happy for you that you have moved to Vegas. I know it means a lot to you guys to be living in the city that you love so much. And I'm sure it's going to enhance the podcast because you're there. And we're probably going to get to see and hear a lot of things that you are going to find for the first time as well as be able to report on. And so it's, I see it as a win-win for all of us. Thank you so much for the, all the stuff that you do and the quality podcasts that you've been sharing. And I can't wait to hear the Vegas podcasts now live from Vegas. So congratulations. And I'm not one of those who are jealous, uh, like somebody who, not to be mentioned, but his, his name rhymes with Roni. Um, but in any case... Congratulations, and hopefully I'll be able to come out and do one of the two Vegas vacations. But until then, enjoy. You guys are lucky, living the life. <laughs> well, thank you, Robin. Yes, thank you, sir. And I do think I remember meeting him at the uh, yeah, well, meet up at the yeah, lounge. Very, yeah, we, we've said it a thousand times. Like We never get to spend as much time as we'd like to with people, especially the new people. But, uh, yeah, he made an impression. I, yeah, and I, his I voice sounds so familiar because yeah. as soon as he kicked up, I'm like, I know that voice. Yeah. I know that voice. But, yeah, thank you very much. We're obviously excited. Um, it, we're trying to settle back into more of a normal routine instead of gushing yeah, about a, the fact I'm that we're here. I'm a creature of habit, and I'm, I'm kind of getting antsy that I haven't figured my rhythm out yet. Well, no, I just meant that, you know, because we started our first episode back, the whole episode was just gushing about the movie yeah. here. So we're trying to get back into more of a regular thing. And Except I think, with FHE now. Well, and Which I think people that's, are responding well to. I think it. that's exactly what he's talking yeah. about too. Is you know you're here, so what are you seeing, and you know what do you get to do, and all that. So, yeah. and for the record, Robin, if you can't make it out for one of the Vegas vacations, you know we are here. I know we do so, live here now. You know, reach so, out so and if you come out at another time. Right. So we're just reach out. We'll like, see what we can do. Yeah, twenty five minutes away from you, wherever you decide that you'd like to visit. Oh, at worst, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, that's that is Robin. If you if you make it out not for one of the vacations, reach out and let us know, and we'll see what we can do. So, but thank you for the thoughtful message yes. and the congrats. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, so that's going to do it for episode two seventy seven. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at three sixty vegaspodcast dot com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon dot com slash three sixty vegas. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon.com, Earth Limos, or you can just make a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store at Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Karen, where can folks find you? I'm at Karen Mark. She just told you where you can find me. We will be taking the next two weeks off to enjoy time with our listeners at 360 Vegas Vacation 7. Patreon subscribers will get the latest companion video for 360 Vegas POV Casino while we're away. Until then. Until then.